Welcome to System and Soul. Today, we are going to go deep with a subject matter expert. Our guest today is Emily Morgan, CEO Visionary of Delegate Solutions. Emily, welcome to System and Soul. Three, two, one. great to be here guys thank you emily right. i got your book and this is not a reflection on you but i will uh, i will admit i was expecting something just another piece of the same thing that's already out there and i was captivated by your ebook um i wow. love how tangible it is tactical apply you know it, it's a workbook it's not an ebook it doesn't do it justice to say it's an ebook it's a workbook that takes us through uh, the introspection even some of the emotion that we have to deal with with the idea of delegating and delegating seems to be such a um a hot topic right now i don't know if it's seasonal uh for me for the country i have no idea but it seems like we've we've reached kind of our capacity. And if we're going to break through, if we're going to find freedom, as you say, uh, in your the Elevation Freedom Guide, uh, which will tell everyone where to get and, and how to join this conversation. But we've got to learn how to do this well. And you did such a brilliant job of actually taking us through the whole exercise um, and yeah. going really deep. So number one, I just want to ask, like, how did you even do this? How did you know the depth and where did this come from for, for you? Probably from my own experience and from helping so many entrepreneurs go through this journey because it's delegation is looked at as like a habit or something like that, but it's really a deeper dive than that because it's about a lot of emotions, especially for entrepreneurs that we go through around letting go. So there's emotions like, nobody's gonna do it as good as me, or if I let this go, what am I gonna do with my time? And so those are like deep things that I think are tied to our, a lot of the reasons that entrepreneurs are like, no, I'm just gonna do it myself. But what happens is they run out of time and so they need to find more time and they're told they need to delegate, but then they don't know how to delegate. <laughs> they don't have anyone to delegate to. And so what I've introduced in the ebook is really a system, a delegation system that they can implement and it has templates that you follow along. Let's stick with those two emotions because if you, if you made me just guess them, those would probably be the two that I would have come up with. What am I going to do with my time? Some, some level of like uh, almost insecurity about, especially for visionaries, right? Like, am I supposed to sit around and think about the company all day? Like there's not... <laughs> They, they don't feel like there's value in that. Um, and not that that's what we're asking them to do, but that insecurity about what am I going to do? And then on the other end of the spectrum, you know, what if this doesn't get done well or the way I would have done it or whatever mask we label we put on that? What, what is your advice in both of those situations? Well, first, I think just having an awareness. So within the ebook, we talk about the five bottleneck behaviors that entrepreneurs exhibit. And those are some of them. There's like the hero, the interventionist, the isolationist, the time optimist. And there's all these different behaviors that we all exhibit 
sometimes five a day, you know, at every hour, <laughs> it really like we all do it. And so I think behavioral awareness is part of it. And then just really looking at the way that your brain can start to shift mindsets around emotions tied to those feelings and then habits that you can create and build over time to really strengthen that muscle for yourself. You know, when, you know, we see this all the time, right, with our clients and the client recognizes, yeah, I'm becoming a bottleneck because I'm, I'm hanging on too tight. What, what is preventing them from taking that next step? It's like they see it, they know it, but they just, like, what's holding them back? Well, I learned this concept in strategic coaching. It really stuck with me, so I'm not going to take credit for it. But entrepreneurs love the energy of creating messes and, like, solving problems. And so I think we get tied into that emotion of, like, putting out fires and saving the day and, like, it's all about having the vision of how you're spending your time. So it's right. not just about freeing up the time, but what are you going to do with that time? And right. having a really clear vision of what that looks like, I think is part of the equation. Yeah, I agree because it's almost like, and I've seen this, I'm thinking of a particular client I've had where there was a transition uh, uh, where the father was going to be full-time in the visionary seat. And then all of a sudden he's like, well, what do I do now? Right. <laughs> like, I've been running the company for 25 years and now you guys have me in this seat. And the interesting thing is once it settled in and they defined the, the seat of the visionary and then the, the father, it's like he got to, to reset his own purpose in the company. Mm -hmm. And once he was able to make that linkage, then it was off to the races. But in the beginning, it, it, it's not easy. Yeah. So I'm in the middle of trademarking a term that's in the book, which is delegation is an energy management system and being able to look at it that way, instead of like this, like, I have to do this, you know, it's more about, Hey, how can I use this to create more energy to do more impactful work or go see my kid's soccer game or whatever needs to happen that freedom, whatever freedom means to you. But you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a shift in the mindset of how you think about delegation. Today's episode is sponsored by 90.io, N-I-N-E-T-Y dot I-O. 90 is a cloud-based collection of the essential business building and awareness tools you need to make running EOS easy. The clean and extraordinarily intuitive system includes every one of the tools you need to not only run EOS, but cascade it down and throughout your company. EOS is great, but implementing it throughout your organization can overwhelm even the best of us. Our friends at 90 are obsessed with making sure that every one of the EOS tools is simple to find, simple to use, and captures all the data your team needs to hit, an average of 90% of the rocks, measurables, and to-dos. For more information, you can visit www.90.io. Emily, we go back to the five bottlenecks and we talk through each one of those and see if, if maybe we can just self-identify real quick where we might be creating our own bottlenecks. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> so there's five that we've identified. Um, the first is the hero. The hero loves to come in and save the day. Um, a lot of times entrepreneurs in particular can like attribute their own self-worth to that behavior because yeah. they, they enjoy that like need that the team has for them to solve every problem. 
Um, but what happens is there's no process <laughs> because you're constantly putting out fires. Um, so that's one type. The interventionist is like the classic micromanager. And that really exists because they lack trust that anyone can do it as well as they can. Mm -hmm. um, and they have created these high standards. Um, and and some in some cases, they've built up almost like a scar tissue with delegations gone wrong. And so they're like, oh, I can't do it. I, I right. stick to delegation. Right. Um, and, and everything, it, there might be a process, but they're so much a part of the process that it's hard for them to step out of it. So that's like an interventionist. Hmm. Um, the third type is the isolationist. That's the people that I'll just do it myself. <laughs> um, and what happens is they might decide they want to delegate, but because they are saying they're doing it all themselves all the time, they have no time to have conversations with any of the people that they're trying to delegate to because they're too busy doing all the work. Hmm. Um, and then the time optimist, this is definitely where I, where I always fall apart. I always think I have more time or we have more time to do something than we actually have. So time optimists are overly optimistic and they, they can really struggle with um, only implementing their best ideas. And so what happens with this type and the next type, which is the dreamer, is that your team is living in execution. So they just want to execute. They're hearing your ideas. They're really excited. You're really excited. They want to execute and you're just ideating. And so it creates this friction where they don't know what the priorities are <laughs> for how they're supposed to spend their time. And like, you can really burn out your team when you're working in those two types. I feel a little guilty on all five. <laughs> I was, I was thinking the same thing. This sounds really familiar. I mean, I, I won't say I haven't grown over the years, but definitely can be guilty of, of all of those. You know, your earlier uh, with the like, what do I do with my time? I got off the phone with a guy who, who's, you know, manufactured a, a parts for construction and um, he would spend the majority of his day like down on the floor like on the line with the manufacturing and you know the the management and time cards and all like just so in the business and when he finally elevated himself out he went through this almost depression like what am I supposed to do and then a light bulb flipped and within six months he had bought his largest vendor and his largest competitor in the market that he was in and the value he created from that space to not be in the business where you're like what am i supposed to do just go ideate about the business yeah go ideate and then figure out how to create massive amounts of value right like that he never would have gotten to the place where he could have acquired those two companies if he was down on that floor and so that's where like it's almost shifting i think it's a founder syndrome too like it's it's worse when we've got these small companies when you started out and you were the man and you were all that mm -hmm. uh, and your your identity your value came from wearing those hats and there's something in us that knows that we want to be in that other seat but it's hard to like yeah and i mean it's you're used to it and like you get in a routine, it becomes your job, right? Like you're going to your job. And why did we start our businesses? Not because we wanted a job, because <laughs> we had right. a good idea. We wanted to help people through our idea. So 
Yeah, or we just didn't want to work for that a-hole that we worked for before. Right. We, we I'll take a job, but it just better be in a better place. And that's where you're like, well, okay, then make sure you're spending some energy making that environment a better place for your employees than the one that you left. Yeah. The same thing's going to happen with your good employees if you don't spend that time on, on the people and the environment, the culture. It makes me think of, of this question, Emily. When, like, are there signs that I mean, that we're not seeing in ourselves that we need to be delegating. I'm sure other people see that, but like, are there like signals like when should I start thinking about delegating and how do I go about doing that? <laughs> well, I would say if you're just starting out, like what better way to set yourself up than have an operating system for your business and really master delegation early on because hmm. like every company needs a visionary. And then without a visionary, there's a vacuum because there's just no, no one is thinking big picture. They're just living in execution. And so if you're not going to be the visionary, who is, <laughs> is how I would be thinking about it. But we have like, um, in the ebook, there's a link to a diagnostic where you can score yourself and it gives a lot more information about why these behaviors come up and different things you can do to solve them. All right, Emily, let's go to the five golden rules of successful delegation and I may feel like I'm giving the ebook away, but I promise I'm not. There's so much good stuff in here. And, and honestly, the, the values in doing the work, you know, you've got these exercises in the book that we can't replicate on, on a conversation or on a podcast. But um, I think this speaks to the other fear of what if it doesn't go well when I delegate. And so talk us through the five golden rules. Yeah. So my position is that there's three parts to delegating well, the art, which is what you're going to delegate, um, like the different things, the discipline, which is your own commitment to actually doing it and having some restraint and seeing these behaviors in yourself. And then the last one is the science, which is how you're actually going to hand something off to somebody. Um, so like we, I teach five key things to ensure that delegation is successful. So as you're thinking about you know, you've already figured out what you're going to delegate. You've already made a commitment to yourself to do it. If, if you follow these five steps, it should go very well. So the first one is always delegate the end result. So you always want to look ahead and say, what does success look like when this thing is off my plate? Mm -hmm. um, and you, you share that with your support partner. I always recommend strategic coaches, impact filter, because sure. it, yeah. one sheet <laughs> yeah, it's a great tool. Sheet. <laughs> but it's a great tool to just like brain dump hand it off to somebody right and it also validates your own thinking about is that, is this really something that's important to me um so the second one is feedback it's part of um, the delegation system that i've created it's part of the steps in there so being willing to give and receive feedback is going to help you get better at it and build your own confidence around it and then the third part would be always start small to build confidence. So rather than like, like a tip, typical quick start will do, you're going to like, ah, that's a great idea here. Do this. Right. Okay. Like, let's just find some low hanging fruit that we can sort of build some confidence around. Um, I always recommend starting with repeatables. So what are things you're doing more than once? Because hmm. once we can capture a little process around that, it makes it a delegatable thing. Hmm. Um, and then the last two is um, get comfortable with 80%. So we always talk about the 80-20 rule, but um, you know, sometimes you can use it in reverse. So have 
have someone just start it for you. So that helps me sometimes too. Cause yes. like you'll get excited about it and then you're distracted. You're like, Oh, but wait, she already did like this portion of it. So I just have to do my last little bit. Um, so using that rule at all times is helpful. And then the last one, which is my favorite one <laughs> to preach about is commit to the boring stuff. Entrepreneurs hate the boring stuff, but the boring stuff is the backbone of your business. It's how you do what you do so well. And showing your team that you're committed to excellence with that stuff is really going to be foundational part of um, how you're going to grow. Give me an example of that. Oh, so like um, we need to streamline our onboarding process or something like that. Like clients are saying it's a bumpy ride and you're like, oh, that is so boring. I don't want to think about that. Right. But like that is the foundation of the client experience. So like somebody has to be thinking about it. So just that kind of stuff. Like, mm. just And you're saying that's, that's one of those things that we should, as visionaries, we should keep on our plate. No, it's not that it's just that you have a commitment to it being done with excellence. So gotcha. you're okay. providing your vision. You're not executing. You're not yeah. suggesting that we're doing that. Okay. I'm glad I asked. Is there, is there like a timeline, Emily, like when, like if I, if I use the impact filter um, and, and I, I, I build this list, okay, these are the things that I want to delegate. And then I suppose I have to prioritize, you know, what first, second, third, but is there like a, a cadence or a timeline I should be, cause I'm just going to be like, here, take it. You got it. Go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's where that feedback comes in. So whenever you're delegating, you want to know who's doing what by when. So you're going to bring expectations and they're not going to be met if you don't have that conversation. So that would be part of, you know, the, the follow-up tool to an impact filter is a strategy circle, which I actually just did one yesterday. <laughs> so that's going to help you put a timeline together. Okay. Emily, you reminded me, um, my very first company was kind of my baby, still have it, 17 years old, but we were six years in and um, I was not a systems guy building this business. I was definitely a soul guy building the business. I cared about the people, the culture, the brand identity, uh, but systems process, team meeting structure, none of that was in my, my vocabulary uh, at that time. This was actually the inciting incident that made me go become a learner of all such things. But, I, I had basically, after a couple of years of, of decent growth, really, you know, in 2009, we grew 300%. Whoa. And I, um, I followed that up with some really dumb decisions. And we, it absolutely wrecked the company. It was a hard season for me personally with my identity because I had gotten wrapped up in the success, all this stuff. And um, I'm sitting with my coach and I don't, I have no recollection of what he said. But we were in Campbell's. It was like, could probably sell or close it down or go back, you know, to a much smaller maintainable business. And I was like, I know what to do. As he tells the story, we were in this atrium that had a glass ceiling and, and right, you know, the sun peaks over and the clouds part and the sun shines on me. And I said, I know what to do. And as he tells the story, I got, I have, I didn't tell him at all. I just got up and left, which I don't know if that's true or not, but that's how he tells the story. But I went back to my office and I walked into Jason Ogden's office and Jason had been with me uh, a year or two. He was in charge of sales, uh, but he came from a financial background, just really smart, mature type guy. And I walked into his office and said, Jason, 
you're in charge of running this company. <laughs> and he looked at me, he had no idea what I was saying and I didn't either. And I walked out of the office. I was like, we'll figure out what that means and how to do it all, but you're gonna run this company. He said, okay. And that was before I ever knew like a, a BI, you know, visionary integrator, visionary operator, you know, CEO, COO type relationship, dynamic duo, whatever you want to call it. Before I understood what that was, I took a giant leap of faith and had no idea how to do it. No idea what I was actually doing. Um, but it was one of the greatest decisions that I ever made because that, you know, you, you are talking about the delegate freedom system. Ultimately, that's what led to my freedom to be able to move into my unique ability. Um, right. And if I was stuck running that company, I would not be there. The yeah. biggest delegation of all here, yeah. run my company. Well, sometimes I feel like as coaches, Chris, tell me if you relate to this, but sometimes I feel like so much of our work is like delegation therapy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, trusting, trusting to somebody to come in and, and operate the business, it's going to be 10 times better than you are and free you up. Um, the, you know, people ask me the biggest impact of the work that I've gotten to do over the last three years. I'm like, when I see the, the biggest shift, it's when you go from a, whatever you want to call it, owner operator, you know, one person sitting in both those seats, yeah. when they get to the place where they can divide that up and you bring in somebody, you know, you're both so uniquely wired and it's really hard to sit in both those seats. Emily, what is your hope for this ebook? So my hope is that people change their hearts and minds when it comes to thinking about clearing their plates and go a little bit deeper with it than just delegation, blah, you know? Right, right. <laughs> I mean, obviously I'm passionate about it. I'll talk about it all day and I love talking about it, but like it's, it's really about changing your own mindset and, and having awareness of your own behaviors and, just a toolkit for actually to, to delegate well. Cause I think there's just not, not, there's nothing out there that teaches you, okay, I need to find five hours in my week. How am I yeah. going to do that? Right. Yeah. So this right. has, you know, our ebook has templates at the end that help you execute that. We're going to run an e-course this summer. And I mean, I may even start running it monthly. I think it's going to be that good where we're going to yeah. teach people our system and and they can bring their assistant. They maybe don't have an assistant, whatever, but it's going to be live facilitated um, learning on this topic. When, when are you launching that, Emily? Uh, the last week of June. And my team, uh, I have a facilitator from my team that's going to teach it. Um, yeah, great. I'm really excited about it. It's called the Elevation Quarter. So it'll All be right. four back-to-back -back weekly sessions and then a check-in month two and month three like more of an accountability conversation. Right on. Very nice. For those of us. So what's, uh, what's on your horizon? Well, my big news is I'm writing a book. So I'm starting next week and it'll be called A Culture of Delegation. And it's all about how you can cascade this stuff through the organization so that everyone's doing their highest and best work. Oh, that's exciting. And that's as far as I've gotten. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll we'll be excited to hear when uh, when you complete it and have you back. Yeah. Hey, be free to make it as workbook style as this thing is, because I I just love your approach to this. Because you could have written this like, here's what all the things that I know that you need to know, but you didn't. You you forced people to get into their own mind, get into their own business, their own work, 
And I think uh, you are going to create a lot of freedom out of this. So it's Thank a you. gift to the world. And you hit the show notes and we'll tell you how to get it. It's a, a free ebook gift from Emily Morgan to you. Um, and Emily, we thank you for your partnership on this podcast. Um, give us one word of wisdom or encouragement as we're leaving and we're hesitating, but we know we, we need to do some delegation work in our lives. Well, having time is having freedom and freedom to do things that you love. And so just keep thinking about it in that framework. Like this isn't about anything other than you being free to do work that you love, that energizes you, helps you make an impact and make your contribution to the world. Yes. Yeah. No matter what seat we sit in an organization, we all can be visionaries over our own lives. And this is an opportunity to be proactive, figure out what we want and figure out how to get it. System and Soul, thanks for joining us. Emily, thanks for joining us. We'll see you back for another episode next Tuesday.